The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to your free preview of Seven Minutes of Saints. It's $7 a month. You get four extra podcasts that'll be seven minutes-ish every week, every, forever, until me and Andrew are dead. So you should do it. It's a free preview. It's awesome. Andrew, today we are talking well, if about... One, if, if one of us dies, we probably still do it. Probably. I mean, like, I'd probably leave... I'd probably, you'd probably just leave me sad voicemails. And like yeah. have no one to talk random saint stuff to, um, and me too. It'd be it'd be really sad. Like like you're my like sports best buddy. You're like my sports wife. Like whenever any sports news happens, like I gotta call Andrew. So like so like here's the thing though. We're gonna talk about Teddy Bridgewater. We're gonna do all the Saints' major free agents for this throughout the off season. But Teddy Bridgewater is like one that we're gonna have to talk about over and over again because I think Teddy Bridgewater, Andrew. It's so complicated in a sense of there's so many questions about, especially with the way Brees sort of ended and, like, not that Brees is over and he's washed up, but, like, the end is, like, really close for Drew Brees. So I think the question with Teddy Bridgewater is what does he want? And I guess to me is, would the Saints be willing to extend Bridgewater out for four? Would they be willing to give Bridgewater a four- or five-year deal without knowing an answer from Breeze if he plans on 2019 being his last year? All right, well, let's deconstruct this, all right? Let's look at this through multiple angles and, like, what are the scenarios where Bridgewater – stays or leaves and obviously we don't know the answers to these questions but we can at least break it down and set it up for you know so we can really understand what's at play here first off the first question for me is does Breeze intend on playing past 2019 going into the season and the answer to that is either yes no or I don't know I think at this point it's probably I don't know but I'm leaning towards no that's what I think Breeze's mindset is. I can't say for sure that I won't be back in 2020, but I don't think I'm going to be. I think this is my last year. So, And this is just where you know, Breeze is going to have the whole offseason to think about it. But I'm just talking about today. That's probably what he's thinking. So when you look at it through that prism, I think it would be smart for the Saints. Now, remember, Bridgewater had a five-year, $5 million deal this year for one year. I think they offer him a long-term deal, let's say five years, $80 million, something like that. And he, in the first year of his deal, it's $5 million. So he's basically getting paid, you know, in his first year as if he were a backup in terms of what he takes up cap-wise. And then for subsequent years, he'll be, um, you know, he, he basically will take over as a starter and, and be paid as such. So... That, that's kind of how I see that. If Breeze plans on leaving, then, yes, mm-hmm. I think Bridgewater stays, and I think he gets a long-term deal. Now, 
is like, I don't know. I may be here in 2020. If he's saying that, then Bridgewater, in my opinion, only comes back if he doesn't have an opportunity to start elsewhere. And so then the question becomes, is there any team out there, and and if a team is going to hand the keys to Bridgewater, they're going to give him $20 million a year because that's the going rate for a starting quarterback. So is there a team out there that's seen enough from Bridgewater to want to give him a long-term deal? If the answer to that if the answer to that question is no, then I think Bridgewater is more likely to come back to the Saints on a short term deal. He'll want to do a one or maybe a two year deal, probably a one year deal, where he's a backup mm-hmm. to breathe again, and then he can go back into free agency again and be reevaluated. But I think that that's the question, you know, whether it's Denver or or. Washington, who needs a one-year rental with Alex Smith being mm-hmm. out, or, or or Jacksonville, whatever. Like, are any of those teams, have they seen enough from Bridgewater in preseason last year in that one game he played against the Panthers to give him the keys and pay him $20 million? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you got to make an evaluation of the rookie class. And, you know, I think, like, if, if a team like Washington were going to take a rookie first-round pick, they probably would still want to to sign a veteran, but I don't necessarily think in a scenario like mm-hmm. that where they spend a first round pick, they're not going to want to give Bridgewater twenty million dollars. So that's yeah. the question to me is, you know, I think most teams would want Bridgewater and a first round pick, kind of like the Jets did this past year, where yeah, we want Bridgewater's insurance, but we're not really committing to you definitely being the guy. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think a team is necessarily going to say, "Teddy, here's twenty million. You're our guy." And as long as that doesn't happen, I think the odds of him coming back to New Orleans are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing to me is uh, with Bridgewater is his options. I feel like his options are going to be. Uh, more limited than people believe. Like, I think the quarterback market is not going to be as good as people think. Uh, And he's not going to have as many options um, because I just, I I think like teams like Miami are thinking about tanking and I just don't think his options are going to be as good as people think. Now, the question to me then becomes, uh, like you said, does he come back? But my question is, more important to that is, man, it becomes dicey, Andrew, if, they, if, if the Saints give him a long-term deal, how do you think, like, Thomas and Kamara and all the players will feel if, uh, if they're paying Bridgewater before they pay Michael Thomas and Kamara and all that, you know? You, you know, I think – I mean, I don't know how they'll feel, to be honest. Uh, and I'm sure in the NFL there's always going to be jealousy about this guy makes this much. And, you know, these are, I don't want to say these are selfish people, but, you know, I mean, it, the NFL is a business, and, you know, the players realize that. And, and they, they they probably players think higher of themselves than than most GMs do. And so, you know, they're, yeah. they're going to want to get paid and they're going to compare themselves to others. But I think there is an understood dynamic 
first of all, that Breeze is 40 years old, and that there has to be an insurance plan. And the way the league is set up in terms of dynamics, I think it's clear that quarterbacks operate on a different, much larger, and much more franchise-specific scale. So, I mean, I just think, like, Michael Thomas, for example, would be way more pissed if Kamara or Cam Jordan or, you know, some guy younger than him, you know, Davenport got a new deal. I mean, you know, obviously that wouldn't happen, but I'm just saying, like, I I think Michael Thomas would pay way more attention to that than he would. Or, you know, the Saints would go out in free agency and spend a ton on Golden Tate. Like, I think that's going to bother Michael Thomas a lot more than anything the Saints do at quarterback because ultimately he knows he can't be successful in New Orleans unless the quarterback situation is stable because that's the guy throwing him the ball. And, again, like, I just think there's an understanding that quarterbacks operate differently from every other position. Yeah. And, I mean, the thing to me, too, is the best-case scenario for all of this would be for Breeze to tell the Saints, hey, 2019 is going to be it for me, so – do what you need to do, and the Saints sort of signed Teddy Bridgewater. You know, Breeze would announce it at a press conference, maybe be like, hey, 2019 is it. Guys, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna run this back one last time. 2019 is it. And then, like, a week later, the Saints are like, yeah, we just signed Bridgewater for five years, $85 million. It's going to be $5 million against the cap this year. And it's all smiles and, like, in place, right? But it never, it never, ever goes like that, right? Um, well, you know, one other one other layer to this that I didn't mention that we didn't really consider is a scenario where Mickey Loomis tells Drew Brees, hey, I'm signing to Teddy Bridgewater. We, we like him and we believe in him. We're signing him to a long-term deal that's going to be cap-friendly in year one. And this is your last year with the Saints. So we're not re-signing you. So you can play with someone else. We, yeah. won't, we won't franchise tag you. You can retire. But after this year, we're moving on, and, and we're, we're committing to Teddy. And, I mean, that 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 would be a pretty ballsy move from, from Loomis, but um, I don't think at this point we can rule it out either. That's ballsy, though. I mean, that, that is – that is on par with the, what the Packers did to Favre. Yeah. You know, where they were like, you know, basically he was doing this. I'm, I don't know if I'm coming back. It, his, his dance was more – he did that for two or three years, and the Packers were just like, that's it. We're going with Rodgers. But it's the same thing, man. The well, thing you is know, the, 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 the Colts did it with um, Manning, too. I mean, they're like, yeah. hey, listen, we, we, we got – you know, you, you were injured all year. You were out. And we have a choice here. We can either bank on you coming back or just go with Andrew Luck, who's our future now. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. So, I mean, you know, and, and somebody said this. I think it was you, Ralph, on Twitter. Like, Joe Montana is um, – was not untouchable. Hey, was not untouchable. So, you know, who, who who isn't, you know? Like, if that guy in the twilight of his career has to go to Kansas City to keep playing and leave San Francisco – I just don't think we can say that Breeze is, you know, is 
immune from the same fate, potentially. Yeah, and that was the argument that people were making with me on Twitter. They were like, hey, he's Drew Brees. He'll tell the Saints, and he'll just, and they'll never, like, yeah, they would. Like, people do it to quarterbacks all the time. And the thing is, look, we'll get to it more in the offseason. And, look, we've had the jokes about the Drew Brees, arm truthers, and all that. But his end of the year, he's not the same dude anymore. And I think you can make the case of you could still win a Super Bowl with him. The Patriots did it with Brady. You can build the offensive line. You can get him a bunch of receivers that can get open like Edelman in short spaces. But, like, the end for Breeze is really close. And I'm going to tell you, if he gets injured, like, if he would lose – if he gets, like, an ankle injury or an an injury that hampers his mobility and his ability to get rid of the ball quick, his decline, I worry, Andrew, would be immediate – immense and over like i think like a yeah. like a ankle sprain or like a knee sprain like it would be curtains for him and i think the saints understand that and that's why to me i think the teddy bridgewater thing as we talk because the saints are like on two tracks right they're like we gotta try to win the super bowl one more time so we talk about getting more receivers and tight ends and getting the up getting more depth at offensive line. And we talk about those things. But at the same time, I think quarterback is just as critical, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if the quarterback situation for the Saints is the first thing they do out the gate or right before free agency. Um, And every. Like, I think there's a potential for a, wow, like the Saints are signing Teddy Bridgewater to a five-year, $85 million contract with no sense of what, you know, Breeze hasn't announced anything publicly, and it would dominate the NFL news cycle for a day or two. Like, I think that is on the table. Here's yeah, and we're we're way over time, but we're way over time. But but this is this is a good topic, and you know, uh, hopefully this will convince some of you guys to invest in in, in the uh, the goodies that we have this off season. Because you know, there's a lot of good topics here. We'll go over seven minutes if it warrants it. But you know, the last thing I, I want to throw out there is there is a financial implication of this too. I think Mickey Loomis is tired of negotiating with Tom Condon. Uh, I yeah. think Mickey Loomis is tired of dealing with that. And I think Breeze, Breeze has not, not been a guy who's like, oh, I'll take a huge friendly discount. I mean, yeah. People talk about how, you know, he really helped the team with, you know, cap manipulation, but that was just offsetting his money into the future, like in terms of cap, you know, getting more money up front. So if anything, like that was kind of financially beneficial to Breeze. And I just think at this stage of his career, is going to want like if he's going to put his body through this and yeah. he's, he's going to keep playing like it's got to be worth it to him and his family so like yeah. I just don't I don't think Breeze is going to play for 10 million dollars and, and frankly like if, if he was cool with that Tom Condon wouldn't be his agent you know so like yeah. I, I think he's going to be 25 million and is what he's going to want and I think Mickey Loomis is going to tell him like look somebody might be willing to pay you that but like Based on what you the the level of play that you have, like I can't build a roster around you 
to help us win if I'm paying you that much. So yeah. your choices are I'll pay $10 million for what you're able to give us, and then I can spend a bunch of other resources to protect you, but I can't spend 25 and win with the level of play that you have right now. And, yeah. you know, as you're aging, as you're getting older, like I have to spend on the offensive line. I have to spend on making sure you have a running game. I have to spend on a tight end so you have a threat over the middle. Like I, I can't trust that you're going to turn water into wine with Willie Sneed and Lance Moore. You know, like you're not going to yeah. make those players stars anymore. So I think Loomis is at a point where he's not willing to spend what Breeze wants, and Breeze is at a point where he's not going to keep playing unless it's financially worth it for him, right? Because, you know, he's got yeah. more to life. He's, Breeze has plenty of life after football. So um, I, I just think that, that, whole, that whole dynamic there is something where, you know, I just I think that would be why Loomis maybe wants to move on after this year. And my final thing is, too, is if the Saints, if, you know, I mean, I know fans have sort of they've sort of turned against Teddy because fans are like, oh, he was terrible and he didn't look great against Carolina. But I don't think the Saints believe anything off of the Carolina game because they didn't game plan and they were playing with a backup offensive line. But here's the thing, Andrew. If the Saints have seen enough of Teddy Bridgewater in practice and they're like, he can be a top 12 quarterback in the NFL, and they really believe that, and if you believe you can get a top 12 quarterback at $20 million a year, I know it sounds crazy, that's a bargain. Like, yeah. if, if, if Teddy Bridgewater, say he's like the – in two years, in 2020, if Teddy Bridgewater is like the eighth best quarterback in the NFL, if the Saints are paying him $20 million, they are fucking set beautifully. And yeah. the thing is, like, if they believe that about Teddy Bridgewater, this is their shot. Like – you're not going to get another shot to lock in the heir apparent a Drew Brees and move and have a smooth transition uh, in, in 2020 if you don't do it now. So, like, there's an immediacy to it that the Saints have to take into account. And uh, I just think it's really interesting. And we're going to be talking about it a lot. And as you can see, you got 18 minutes instead of seven. So, uh Join us. He, the, here, here, I've got I've got one last comment, and that and that's that Breeze, or sorry, Sean Payton obviously likes Teddy Bridgewater. He would not have traded a third round pick for a one year insurance policy for a backup quarterback. Like he he just wouldn't do that unless he really liked the player and wanted him in the building. So that's clear. Um, by all accounts, he's played well at practice, et cetera. So. I'm sure when the acquisition was made, there was a plan in place. And really the only thing at this point, like his knee is, is healthy. Like we've seen that he's played in a game. He's played in preseason. Like his knee is good to go. So at this point, the only scenario where Sean Payton wouldn't want him back is if he misevaluated the player. In other words, over the course of the year in practice or in that game, he saw something where he was like, oh, man, I was wrong about him. He, 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 he's not as good as I thought. Um, but I don't think that's the case. So, you know, I, I think the Saints will want him back. It's just, you know, we, there's a lot of dynamics at play. Yeah. So, anyway, people, you got 20 minutes instead of seven. So, you get bonus content. So, you should sign up 
and pay the $7 a month, you get your sinks every freaking day, and you know you want it, especially when free agency and the draft and the offseason when you're desperate. So sign up, do it. We'll see you tomorrow. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.